Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here for another episode and the last episode of 2022. I mean, come on, this year went by so fast. I think I say that just about every year, but this year especially felt like it flew by. Like I vividly remember December of 2021 like it was just yesterday. So, I mean, that really goes to show you how precious our time here on this earth is. And if we want to make things happen, well, we've got to go after it. We've got to make it happen because if we wait around for it to come to us, it's just really, it's never going to just drop into our laps. So... Today on the podcast, I want to talk all things reflection for the past year. If you are a business owner, this is going to be hugely beneficial for you. Taking the time to reflect on the last year, what you liked, what you didn't like, what worked, what didn't work, where you were in your own way. Yes, all of these really deeply kind of uncomfortable questions, honestly. I was answering a lot of these questions for myself this morning because I wanted to share some of my answers for these questions because I think it will actually help you reflect on some of the questions. And I was like, oh my God, like these are like, you really got to take radical responsibility when you're answering these because at the end of the day, we are the only people that are in our own way. The universe wants to give us everything that we want, but we are consistently so good at self-sabotaging. We are really good at saying, I don't know, when really you do know, and we're just too afraid to say the answer. So we're going to dive into these 12 super important questions that you can reflect on. And my vision for this podcast episode is I'm going to first tell you all of the questions. All of the questions will also be in the show notes, and then I'll dive into my answers for each one. So my hope for this is that you can actually, as we're talking, stop and pause the podcast and journal along and then do some reflection as I'm sharing. I really wanted it to be a very interactive podcast. I actually haven't seen anyone do this before. Before. So when I got the idea for this, I got super excited because I know for me, anytime that I do something that I haven't seen done before, it turns out pretty dang great and it serves my community really well. So before we dive into today's episode, some updates. I have a healing circle on 1-1. That's Sunday, January 1st, 2023. I cannot believe it. This is the first of 12 portal healing circles that I'll be hosting through 2023. I'll have one on 1 1, 2, 2, 3, 3, and every portal day through the end of the year. This is the primary way that I'm going to be working with energy healing clients. I'm only going to be opening up one on one spots a couple of times in 2023. My books have been very full for the last couple of months. So if you're wanting to work with me on energy healing and missed the last time that I opened my one on one books, this is the way during each of these 
healing circles. You will lay down for a meditation portion and then I will send you the energy. Then we'll talk about what came up collectively as a group. Everybody will have time to share. These are generally around 90 minutes and they are so powerful. If you're looking to amplify your manifestation practice, if you're looking to release any stagnant or stuck energy, any cords or hooks or people out of your field that are no longer serving you, maybe you are looking to release habits or patterns going into the new year. This is a really great way to solidify that intention and move into the new year in upgraded frequency and energy. I will leave the link to sign up for the 1-1 circle in the show notes and you can learn more there. I'm super excited about this one. I will be spending the rest of the day on 1-1 in ceremony, doing self-care, doing a high energy healing on myself, receiving upgrades and downloads from the universe and my spirit team. I am really excited for this. Next update is I'm going to be having a 48-hour sale on 90-minute intensives and three-hour intensives. So these are one-on-one business intensives, and these are similar to energy healing. I only open these spots up a couple of times a year. This will be a very short sale. It's going to be starting on Saturday, December 31st and going through Sunday, January 1st. So if you have been looking to work with me one-on-one inside your business, maybe you're looking to plan out 2023, maybe you're looking to upgrade your launch strategy, looking at content, looking at your money mindset, anything that you've been struggling with inside your business, I am here to support you. So the 90-minute sessions will be $100 off and the three-hour sessions will be $300 off. There are very limited spots for both of these. So if you have been thinking about working with me, this would be your time in a one-on-one capacity. Again, I only open these spots a couple of times a year and from purchase, you have six months to book your session so you can either use this right away in the new year or you can tuck it in your back pocket for more of an SOS when you need some extra support and love. And lastly, this is probably the one I'm the most excited about, is the Next Level Mastermind. I am so, so fucking pumped about this. Applications are going to be opening on Wednesday, the 4th of January. This is my five-month mastermind for business owners who want to learn skill sets like creating sales pages, learning how to write better copy, learning exactly what they need on their website so that they can actually start creating things like freebies and funnels and sell their offers on autopilot. These are all skill sets that you might not have learned in your years of running a business. I know for me, these were skill sets that I had to specifically seek out and or learn myself that have actually paid off huge in my business. Knowing how to write a fast sales page, like, oh my God, this is, you really need to be able to convey exactly what your offer is, who it's for, communicate very clearly. Writing better copy has dramatically improved not only my relationship to my content, but it has made it so that I can actually convert window shoppers into paying clients. The way that you communicate is super important. And all of these skill sets are, I really truly believe, super necessary, but I think they get put on the back burner because you have a business to run. So I created this container so that business owners could feel like they have all of their back end things on lock so that they can finally feel like they have all of their shit together from finances to content to feeling like they just have this well-oiled machine that will create a foundation that they can then scale and grow from. I named it the Next Level Mastermind because it is truly going to take you to the next level. If you have been plateaued in your business for a while and you're wondering like, 
why I'm like doing everything quote right, but like I'm not growing, I'm not moving, I'm like doing all these things that I'm supposed to be doing. It might be time to look at the back end of your business and make sure that you actually have the capacities to not only call in more clients, but to support more clients and to hold more money. We're going to be doing a ton of work around money mindset, stepping into your CEO and leadership energy because spoiler alert, if you are a business owner, you are definitely a leader. And the more that you embrace this and the more that you act like it, the more that people will be magnetized to you. More information will be available in the coming week. I will have the sales page ready on the 4th. I'm so excited for this. So again, applications open on January 4th. There are only four spots available. I'm keeping this very small and very intimate for a reason. I want to make sure that every single person has time to talk on every call. We've got three calls a month. We have monthly energy healing. It's going to be such a juicy, expansive container. This is truly, truly what I would have wanted in the second year of my business after I had pretty much gotten everything under control and I was really good at what I did, but things were just kind of like sticky. Like I, I just didn't know how to do all of these things. I thought I had to hire all of these tasks out. And it turns out if I just spent a little bit more time getting better at these skill sets, I could do a lot of them. And it's not just adding more work to our plates, right? Like, of course you can hire these things out, but if I actually enjoy writing content and it's converting, it's gonna improve my relationship with it improve my relationship with the business. It's a win-win-win, as Michael Scott would say. So if you are wanting continuous high-level support in 2023, mark your calendars for January 4th because you are definitely going to want to apply for the next level mastermind. I have no idea if or when I will bring this back. I know that I'm really excited about it right now. And as a business owner, I generally don't run the same thing in the same format twice. So if this is calling to you, it is for a reason. All right, let's dive into today's episode. So again, reflection is super important because if we don't take time to do it, we are probably going to repeat the same patterns and habits that we didn't like that weren't supporting us going forward. And we all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you want different results, we've got to change the things that we're doing, right? It's our job as business owners to constantly tweak the variables until we actually find what works for us as unique individuals. And if we don't document or record what happened during the last year, it's really easy to look back on it with rose-colored glasses and just think everything was fine, it was all good, but that robs us of the growth, that robs us of the learning lessons that we can actually take from that. That being said, feel free to pause this podcast at any time during this if you want to make this a follow-along exercise. I really find that having just even that small amount of accountability is really really helpful because this is uncomfortable work. Like there's a question in here that asks, where was I in my own way? And I looked at that question and was like, oh, absolutely. I don't want to answer that. I just want to go straight into victim mindset. I was never in my own way. Everything happened to me. I was really struggling. That's where my brain went. But when I actually sat down to think about it, I definitely had something to say about that. And it is stepping into our higher selves, right? It's taking the ego out of the equation and continuing to come back to who we want to become, who it is that we know that we need to embody in order to create the business of our dreams, in order to be of highest service. So I'm going to read off the questions first, and then I'm going to go into each of them. So question number one is, what went well? What went well last year? Number two is, what could have gone better? 
And I don't want this to be a adding more guilt and shame type of question, like, oh, beating myself up because I could have done this better. I could have done that better. No. The whole point of this question is to be an objective third party and just ask, if it were all idyllic, what would that have looked like? Number three is, what am I proud of? Number four is, what were some of the biggest lessons that I learned? Number five, could I have asked for more or received more support in any way? Number six is, is there anywhere that I could have shown up more? Number seven, where was I in my own way? Number eight, where did I push up against my growth edges and get outside of my comfort zone? Number nine, what am I excited to carry forward with me into the next year? Number 10, what will I not be carrying with me into the next year? What didn't make the cut? Number 11, how was my energy throughout the year? Did I work with my energy or did I fight it the entire time? Did I resist my natural energy flow? And then number 12, what can I do to better support myself in the next year? So again, all 12 of these questions will be in the show notes. You can copy paste them and do some journaling on them. I really love all 12 of these questions and I picked them for a specific purpose because I wanted a mixture of asking ourselves, okay, if I really cut the shit and I'm honest with myself, is there something that I could have done that really would have made a big difference while also being proud of yourself for doing the hard and scary shit that you did do, right? Like, we can't just be hard on ourselves all the time and expect to grow from that place. I mean, you can, but I would argue it's not a very sustainable pool to draw from in the long run. So going into question number one, what went well? <laughs> first, I was really in a mood this morning when I was answering these. My first response was, huh, was there anything? <laughs> That's just me being, being a little bit of a twit and letting my ego run the show. But then I wrote down actually that I pivoted my entire business about a year ago at the beginning of 2022. And I truly, truly love what I do now. I was a climbing coach for two years and and while I really did enjoy that work at first, what it turned into is it just felt a little bit too shallow. I wanted deeper conversations. I wanted to help support people who are really struggling with their mindset. And ultimately, like I'm obsessed with running a business. It's the thing that I could talk about day in, day out, all the time, off the fly, off the cusp, like total improv. I really, really love the work that I do now. And when I look at things even further, I was actually working a lot less this year than I ever have and still managed to hit six figures, which is actually pretty incredible seeing as I took quite a bit of time off over the summer to heal and start to do some of the processing work from a breakup that I went through this last year. I had more time for climbing. I had more time for hanging out with my family. I really developed a consistent meditation practice. I deepened the trust that I had in myself and my connection with the universe, with my spirit team. I really, really learned how to work with my energy and launch in a way that actually feels sustainable. I think a lot of business owners are either they don't have a launch strategy or a launch model or they are sticking to something that is totally outdated. And when you just experiment and really find out what works
works for you and your own unique energy flow, it feels like magic. I have a much better relationship with my business and with failure. I mean, this year was fucking rough. Like, I've had some rough years in the past, but I think this one actually takes the cake for me. And not that, you know, the magic turning of the new year is going to just like magically make everything better. I mean, I got an astrology reading and (laughs) it pretty much confirmed everything that's happened this year. And I was like, okay, so it wasn't just me. It was actually like pretty rough. But 2023 for me personally is supposed to be like a pretty significantly different year than it has been. So I'm holding out hope for that and I'm very excited to see what happens in the next year while also understanding that if I want to have a different year next year, I have to make some changes to what I'm doing, the work that I am doing with myself. I probably need to ramp it up in a couple of different areas and turn it down in some other areas that I feel more confident in. And I really started to realize how much I was self-sabotaging by not showing up in launches when they weren't going the way that I wanted or the way that I expected. And I would kind of like slink away and like not show up as much and how that really like, that was not cool. Like that was me getting in my own way many, many times because often at the end of a launch, that's when a lot of people join and sign up. But I was letting it get to my head. I was letting my ego take over. And I was like, well, people must not want to hear from me. People must not want, you know, to buy anything from me. So I'm just going to like re-solidify that by not showing up. And then nobody actually buys from you because they don't know that you exist. And what if somebody just needed like one more post or they just needed one more piece of information, one little more nudge to sign up for the thing. And I wasn't even giving people that opportunity. So that dramatically improved my relationship with my business, with myself, my own self-trust and self-confidence. And I was able to actually set myself up as an S-corp, which is really cool. I'm officially on payroll. That was a long time coming. I was able to travel and work remotely for a couple of months and took a lot of downtime during that breakup period. And I mean, that was a major life event that maybe wouldn't have been traumatic for everyone, but for me, it definitely was. So being able to keep my business open during then, I am definitely really happy that I was able to do that. I did the bare minimum. I focused on my current clients. I wasn't really focused on growth at that time. So I'm I'm glad that I had something that was able to support me through then and I realized, because at the beginning of the year, I was doing two podcast episodes, I was doing a YouTube video every single week, and I just realized that that was just way, way too much. That was me being in my proving energy. Oh my God, if people don't hear from me constantly, they're going to forget about me. That was at this point in time with the energy that I have that was dramatically overextending my nervous system. So I'm glad that I was able to see that and shut that down. And now I'm down to one podcast episode a week and that feels so good for me. I might bring back YouTube later on. We'll see. I do really love being on camera and that is really fun, but I want to make sure that I have the energy availability for it first. So there were actually a lot of things that went well in this last year. I really called in some amazing clients, like absolutely fucking incredible clients. Every single person that I worked with this year, I loved, absolutely loved. I did not have a single problematic client, not a single nightmare client. Like the caliber of people that I've been calling in, high quality, could not have asked for any better clients like that. That to me really showed that I was being not only choosy with who I was taking on, but I was being more specific with my copywriting, being more specific with the way that I communicate and the types of people that I'm calling into my containers. So 
working on things like copywriting, like really paid off for me. Like I studied a shit ton about copywriting this year and I learned so much about the way that I communicate and about the way that our messaging calls in or repels people. I mean, I just, I find it fascinating. Copywriting is just such, like, I love writing and I really want to become an even better writer. It's just one of the big goals of mine that I have. So I would like to point out that this was really good for me to actually be like, okay, what did go well? Like, our brains have the negativity bias, right? Like, so if we don't actually sit down to think about what went well, we're just going to remember all of the negative shit. Like, I don't want 2022 to be the year that I just think about, like, wow, I went through a big breakup and that really sucked and have that define the entire year when there really are so many good things that happened. So moving on into question number two is what could have gone better? I realized I really still have a lot of work to do on my money mind set and I've done a lot of work on it but there's still more work to be done. I am a life path eight in numerology which has everything to do with success, power, money. I absolutely think I have some karma with money. Like money and I have this very push-pull relationship. It I've never met anyone that struggles with money as much as I do. Like it just it has just been this like recurring theme in my life and I know that I'm here to work through a lot of that and it feels very triggering. It feels very challenging. I realized that when I set my goal at the beginning of the year in 2022, I had this one word theme of visibility that was very much coming from my ego. It took me an entire year to figure that out because I was like, oh, I'm a projector in human design. I'm just supposed to be visible so that people can find me. And like my hidden desire beneath that was so that I could make more money. And of course, anytime that we're making goals from our ego, they're probably not gonna work out in the way that we wanted them to. So when I look back at my one word theme for 2022, I'm like, nah, I did not accomplish that. But it was for a reason because it wasn't coming from a heart-centric place. So now when I move to 2023, and I still haven't picked my theme for the new year, I'm going to do a lot of reflecting on that and see what comes through. I have that information, and I know that continuing to work on my relationship with money is going to be a key theme into next year. Other things that could have gone better, I really could have prioritized sleep more. I struggled with sleep. I mean, it was from April until I would honestly say about November, so a lot of months. I was running off of four or five, six hours of sleep. Like six was pretty much the maximum that I got. And this is definitely related to if you go through something traumatic, I think sometimes it is really difficult to sleep. And I tried pretty much fucking everything. I tried melatonin and other sleep supplements and not looking at blue lights and wearing a sleep mask and earphones and listening to my neural beats. And the thing that really was it. Like, I needed to reduce my stress. Like, I needed to go inward and do a lot of this work and face a lot of the shit that I was trying to run and hide from because I thought it was too painful because the thought process was, oh my God, if I start crying about this, I'm actually never going to stop. And the thing is, like, you got to get the tears out. You got to get the feelings out. We have to feel it to heal it. So once I actually started opening up to that and doing a lot more energy work on myself, doing a lot more energy healing, spending even more time in meditation, that's when I actually started to sleep a lot better. So that is definitely something that I could have prioritized earlier, but sometimes we're just not ready for that deep work. Like I just, 
I, I, my thought process was like, wow, I've been through a lot lately and I just like, I don't want to open, like reopen this can of worms, this Pandora's box because like it's just felt really hard lately. But the longer that we push it off, the longer it just gets buried underneath the surface. And it turns out that those feelings don't just go away. They just linger until you are either ready to face them or they come up to the surface and erupt because they need to be felt. And I know I tell my clients this all the time is that we got to feel it to heal it, but sometimes I'm extremely resistant towards that as well. I also had a situation come up in the beginning of the year where somebody that I hired for work, an independent contractor, I didn't read through their contract carefully enough. And then we had quite a few conversations around the quality of work that was being done. And I actually ended up letting this person go, but because I didn't read through the contract, I didn't realize that I was responsible for those payments beyond our time working together. So essentially I was responsible for the full payment, no matter what, even if I didn't like the quality of the work. And I ended up spending quite a few thousand dollars on that. So for me, that was a big wake up lesson to like, okay, I actually need to read through the contracts and like, I need to don't just like trust everyone on face value. I probably need to be more discerning on who I let into my business, who I'm letting touch things. And I mean, it was, it wasn't like I had just randomly found this person. This person was actually off of a personal referral, but I needed to probably have a little bit more time with her first. I mean, this, this goes back to like not using my emotional authority in human design. I made a snap decision. And when it comes to your business and especially with hiring, like you have to listen to your authority. If you're a sacral authority, it has to be this like hell fucking yes expansion feeling. If it's anything less than that, it's a no. And for me with the emotional authority, I just needed to give myself more time to think about things. But I was in a position where I just really needed some help with things. And I let myself get into that desperate energy of like, oh my God, I'm going to miss out if I don't say yes to this person. And I know that a lot of that could have been avoided if I would have just given myself a little bit more time. I also over-invested in a mentor because I was too afraid to say no. And and she was being really pushy. Like she made a lot of good points and I really did enjoy working with her for the most part. But for me, I felt ready to do things on my own. And I've had so many incredible mentors. I actually worked with five different mentors in this last year, but I definitely made that decision out of a place of scarcity. And it was because I was too afraid to stand up for myself. And I know I won't do that again going forward because the work that we did together, like I didn't show up for it fully. Like I wasn't fully there. I wasn't fully open or receptive. That that we had between us was definitely broken. And for me, it definitely took realizing like, okay, we cannot make decisions based off of pleasing people. We have to stay true to what we know. If you're going to disappoint somebody, don't let it be yourself. Lastly, I realized that I needed to make space to process my emotions. I mean, this definitely goes with the, the big breakup that happened, but finding that space, it's not just like gonna happen. It's not just gonna like be at a convenient time when you have nothing else to do. It's gonna pop up at the most inconvenient time when you're so busy, you're so stressed out, when you actually don't think that you have time to deal with it. So if you don't actually just make time for it, then it's going to surface regardless. So the analogy that I like to give here. Also, I apologize if you can hear my dog, Ollie, barking in the background. I'm sure there's something very, very exciting going on outside. We are at my parents' house for the holidays and I'm recording in a closet. So he's just kind of hanging out doing his own thing. But the analogy that I really like to use is punching a pillow. Like, I know this is advice that's given a lot of the times when we are frustrated or upset, like, oh, go punch a pillow. And you're like, okay, that's the last fucking thing that I want to do. 
But if you are in a state where you're feeling pretty neutral and you start punching a pillow, you will eventually feel that frustration and that anger come to the surface to be let out. You will realize that you are mad about things and holding on to things that you didn't even realize. So it's like making time to punch the pillow, making time to get angry. One of the coolest things that I had come through an energy healing client, this came through for them as an exercise for them to do, was actually take stones, writing all of your frustrations on the stones, and then chucking them as far as you can into a river or a body of water, like literally like letting all of these frustrations out and then using physical force to throw them back to mother nature. Because we as a human body, as a human vessel, are not designed to hold all of that negative low vibration emotion. We can't we can't have capacity for other things when that's taking up all of our space. We have to give it back. And Mother Nature can handle it. She can hold your anger. She can hold you in that pain. So that was a really cool thing. And if you are looking for other activities to do when you're angry, I mean, you can go outside and scream, <laughs> preferably like far away from other people so that people aren't thinking that you're getting kidnapped or anything. Like make sure you are in a safe location. But this could also look like, I mean, this is one of my favorites is doing sprints. Like, I absolutely love doing some sprints. Maybe not like as much in the winter because it's icy and cold where I'm at, but this helps me literally physically move the energy from my body. So I set the intention before the sprint, like this is the thing that I want to move out. I do the sprint and I move it out and I move on to the next one. So there are definitely quite a few things that could have gone better in the last year, but you know what? I'm a human. I'm always learning and I'm not necessarily like saying all of these things to add on more guilt and shame. I'm just merely stating that these need to be in my awareness so that I don't continue to do and to make the same, I'll call them quote like mistakes. I don't actually think that mistakes are a thing, but so that I don't continue these same habits and patterns again moving into the next year when I have big things that I want to do and accomplish. I absolutely cannot believe I did not know this trick before going to a retreat with one of my mentors in Joshua Tree just a couple of weekends ago. One of the girls at the retreat said I needed to try Organifi Pure, which is their lemon-flavored beverage, hot. And I was like, no way, that's not gonna be good. Oh my God, it was absolutely mind-blowing. It tastes like hot lemon tea. It is so freaking good. It's like lemonade, but warm, which right now when it's colder outside, absolutely hits the spot. I love to drink a cup before I settle into work in the mornings. This is really great for cognition. It's great for clearing up any brain fog. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like you are struggling with anxiety, this is gonna help you zone in and get a lot more clear. Thanks to the lion's mane mushroom inside of this drink mix. Lion's mane is really great for all things brain health and cognition and really helps to clear up any brain fog. You'll also get a nice boost of energy thanks to the coffee berry extract, but you won't get any of the extra caffeine. If you're like me and are extra sensitive to caffeine, I can't have more than one coffee a day or I will turn into an anxious mess. So it's really helpful to have beverages that can give you a little bit of a boost, but without the additional caffeine 
that inevitably causes the crash after. I also really love this blend because it has a digestive enzyme mix inside, which means that it helps you to break down any carbohydrates, fat, protein. Usually when we are having gut or stomach issues, it's due to the undigested proteins inside of the foods that we're eating. So this digestive enzyme blend goes in there and helps to break those foods down so you can feel like your tummy is happy and you can focus on the things that actually matter in your life. As somebody that has struggled with my digestive health in the past, it is really great to know that the products that I'm drinking for my brain are also doing good things to my gut. If you are wanting to try out Organifi Pure, you can head to the Organifi website. It's Organifi with an I, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, -I, and use code EXPAND, E-X-P-A-N-D, for 15% off your order. And while you're at it, you should definitely stock up on Harmony, which is the hormone balancing hot chocolate that they have. It is so goddamn good. I have a cup every single night and my cycles have never been more pain free. I am so thankful to Organifi for making all of this superfood stuff really freaking easy. So instead of seven different bags that you're trying to like scoop powders from, they just put it all in one. I'm thankful to have it all in one spot. Again, if you are wanting to try out any Organifi products, use code EXPAND for 15% off your order. I can't wait to see what you ordered. Question number three, what am I proud of? Whew, okay. If you're like me, you might actually really struggle with this question. And I was like, uh, well, okay, I'm, I'm proud of like a couple of things. Like, did my business do as well as it did the two years prior? No. So I really had to look for a lot of non-monetary related wins. And I mean, I definitely mentioned about my clients being fucking amazing. Like, I had such great clients this year. I am seriously so thankful. I was also able to keep my business running through a big breakup and I moved twice this year. I traveled quite a bit. I climbed so much. I had so much more free time than I've ever had. And I was able to really work a lot more with my energy. Like I truly dedicated a lot of this year to getting to know myself and how I work as an individual. And I started to mute a lot of other people in my industry on Instagram and other social media platforms, I really started taking in a lot less content and information because it made me second guess, like, should I do things that way? Am others the way that I naturally feel inclined to do things wrong? And what I realized was that everybody's just gonna have very different ways of doing things. And we need to have those, right? Like it's so important for us to do things in a way that feels authentic and sustainable for us. So for me, putting those blinders on was super important. Another thing that I'm very proud of is actually letting my friends and people that were clients that turned into friends actually see me in my pain and support me. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to like think less of me. They're going to think I'm so silly. They're going to think I'm full of shit, that I don't have anything together. They're going to not respect me. All of these things that my ego is telling me. And that was obviously like very silly, but you know, those were the thoughts that I had. Those were the stories that I was telling myself. And this summer in Lander, I actually allowed a lot of people to really see me struggling and allowed them to support me. And it was absolutely life-changing, absolutely beautiful. Like, I'm so glad I did that. I mean, honestly, I didn't have any energy to not do that. Like, there were no masks happening this summer. Like, I didn't have the energy to, to be anything other than who I was in that moment. And 
I'm really proud of myself for being that vulnerable and allowing myself to be that soft because I have a pretty tough exterior most of the time. I am an Enneagram 8. I am like a crab. I have like a really hard shell, but I am like a fucking softy on the inside. And not a lot of people get to see that softy side, but I'm really working on being even more vulnerable and allowing people to support me, especially when I really, really need it. There are definitely so many things that I am proud of over this last year, and I'm sure I didn't even think of all of them, but this was a really transformational year for me. Like, I learned a lot more about myself, a lot more about how I operate, and really got into, I mean, implementing even like a monthly inner child day or a monthly ceremony day as it has kind of transitioned into of just like prioritizing myself, my self-care, setting even stronger boundaries on who has access to me at all times. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot in the last few days is just cleaning up like any friendships that are feeling a little bit low vibration, any people that I have dated over this year that I'm like, okay, this has got to go. Like anything like that, that's just kind of like like pulling and tugging on your energy field, like those are all things that are going to affect you in the long run. So I'm proud of myself for sitting down, thinking about those and thinking about what do I want next year to look like so that I can continue to be proud of myself and for the action that I've taken. Number four is what are some of the biggest lessons that I've learned? I mean what lessons have I not learned this year? <laughs> like there was, there was so many fucking lessons. Um, okay. So this was a really big one is that hours in does not mean success or money. Like these are not related whatsoever. You can hustle your ass off and not see anything in return. And I learned that with a lot of my launches because I was trying to overwork and overcompensate. I was really just trying to ease my feelings of anxiety by doing more. But in that process, like, was I actually creating quality content? Was I actually giving people the information that they needed? Or was that just putting and like vomiting things out? so that I could feel a little bit better about myself. But meanwhile, I was just overextending my nervous system, not really working with my energy flow as a projector. I'm very much like ebb and flow, like show up when I'm very energized and like retreat and really go into like hermit mode when I'm not. So that was a big wake up call for me. And also balancing that too with like, okay, I need to make sure that I have energy to show up for this launch through the very end. So in order to do that, I need to make sure that I am building in rest periods and I'm not just hustling through this entire thing. It's kind of like, I think of dogs a lot when I think of launching. Like, you know how a dog is like, has no concept of like, I should save my energy for the rest of this five mile run. It just like does sprints at the beginning and then is like dead for <laughs> the last four miles. Um, I really think of this in terms of launching of like, okay, if we wanna have and keep a sustainable pace throughout this launch, what needs to happen in order to do that? And that doesn't just mean like going hard at the beginning and then like totally throwing everything else out the window and having a complete disregard for your the way that you operate as an individual. I also really learned, as I stated with the 2022 goal of visibility, that if goals are coming from your ego, they're just not, they're just not going to pan out. And it is going to be for your highest and best, but we need to make sure that we are constantly checking in and saying like, where is this coming from? What's the underlying reason? Why do I want this? It's like peeling back the layers. Another huge lesson that I learned, which I know sounds really obvious, but like it took me a while to get this, is that you actually cannot buy love. Like, yes, I know this, but I was trying to prove my worth through earning money and hoping that that would make people love me more. So my parents, my family, and my ex-partner, like there were all of these things related in there and the actions that I was doing, I could tell like, 
it was wrapped up in wanting to be loved at the end of the day, which I think we all do, right? Like, but this resulted in me feeling resentful and bitter towards the people that I was pouring a lot of support into and I wasn't even allowing myself to receive support. Like I wasn't allowing them the opportunity to rise up to the occasion. I was just trying to prove everything through the amount of money that I was making. And I know that that sounds kind of vague, but with sparing you all of the details of everything that happened, this is kind of the information that I share with close friends and family. But I really realized that I, going forward, need to be in a very equal partnership, and that's something that's really important to me. And that, for me, being able to show my love through spending money on someone is not the only way that I can do things. There are so many other ways that you can do that. And for me, I need to express things more through other avenues because at the end of the day, that doesn't necessarily feel good for me in the long run. Number five, could I have asked for more or received more support? Definitely. Oh, definitely. So as somebody that is probably leans on the hyper-independence realm of things versus, so we have like codependent and then we have like normal independence somewhere in the middle and then we have hyper-independent. I mean, being the oldest of four children, like I've just always had a lot of responsibilities. I've always just had a lot of responsibility placed on my shoulders. So for me, this really looks like I got it. Like I, I can do it, just add more to my plate. And realizing like, yes, I can do that, but like, do I have to? Just because I can, does that mean that I have to do these things? So I started to realize that there are definitely just some things that I need help with, like podcast editing. It is really not good if I do that. I have an amazing podcast editor. Thank you, Eric. You save my ass every single week, and I am so thankful for you. I also really love support in the form of creating graphics. I have a really amazing graphic designer that she does an amazing job. Like Every single time I get my graphics back, I'm like, thank fucking God, this is way better than I I could have done. So for me, starting to notice like these areas that consistently I like receiving support in, for me, I actually realized I don't need somebody else to make my sales pages. I really like that. I don't need somebody else to do my copywriting. I really enjoy my own copywriting. Like getting really clear on the tasks that I like to outsource and like to be supported with. And then also with life things as well, right? Like I moved home for a couple of months after the breakup and allowed my parents to support me. My mom made me dinner. It was fucking awesome. I really loved that. And then moving to having help and support during the moving process. I mean, if you've moved recently, you know how much effort that requires. So that was really amazing to have that level of support. But there's definitely more times that I could have asked for support. I mean, it is just wickedly hard sometimes. And I'm pretty good about asking my mentors for support during like big moments and big things happening. But I think I could have used that a lot more in just the more like mundane day-to-day things. But I mean, that also did help me build up a lot of trust in myself and allowed me to really trust my own decision-making in those smaller instances. But it was definitely that thought in the back of my mind of like, I don't want to be a burden. I should probably come to them with things already figured out. But I mean, I tell all of my clients all the time, like, you're literally paying me to support you and nothing makes me happier than you asking me questions. So I need to take my own advice. And isn't that just always how it goes? So number six, moving into, is there anywhere that I could have shown up more? Definitely. I talked already about when launches weren't going how I expected. I tended to shrink back, but I'm not doing that anymore. I really realized that it is up to me to be a leader 
and show up for things even if they are not going how I expected them. Like it's building up trust in myself. It's saying that I'm going to do something and then doing it. So holding and keeping my word. And there's definitely a lot of times that I could have shown up for myself more. So not putting other people's needs ahead of my own, stop people pleasing, and then also starting to really set more boundaries. I mean, the, the further I get along in my business, the more that I realize like the people that have access to me, like that needs to be a very small circle. I cannot wake up in the morning and feel like I'm being pulled or tugged on. And at the end of the day, that's up to me to set those boundaries and to teach people how I would like to be interacted with, to teach people my boundaries. It's like giving them the user manual. It's so important. I definitely could have shown up more in the sense that I probably needed a lot more self-care this last year than I ever have. And that for me looks like baths. I freaking love baths. They make me so happy. <laughs> and I love reading in the bath. I love the candles. Like I just like love lounging in there and like feeling like a fucking mermaid. Like it is absolutely the best. But I actually, this summer, I lived in my van for six weeks and did not have access to a bathtub. And I knew that that was kind of not the best situation for me. Like while I really loved car camping and I think it can work for a period of time, I think for me, I'm more of like a two week maximum type of person. So I definitely could have shown up for myself a little bit better in having a more stable living environment. I mean, it was a great learning experience and I wanted to do it, but now I have a lot more information about myself going forward and probably won't be doing that same thing again. I also could have definitely shown up actually a lot more when I was struggling. Um, there's a fine line here though between I'm not expecting my audience to hold space for me, but I really don't want it to appear that I have it all figured out. Like I super don't. And I think that I could have been more authentic and real about what was happening. But I mean, there's also this, you know, parallel of like, I needed to retreat, I needed to hermit and just like take care of myself a lot. So I think this is why I mean, last week's podcast episode, like what to do when income goes down, like that's all inspired by my own personal experiences. Like these are some of the things that a lot of people don't talk about. Like it's that, oh, everything's fine. Like it's all good. But like, no, it's not. It's not always all good. And like, we need to talk about these things so that it's not taboo and people don't feel fucking isolated and alone in what they're struggling with. So I think for me, I could have shown up a little bit more in those times that I was struggling or shared more post because when you run a business, it's not just about what happens in your business, right? It's like everything that happens in your life has a major effect on the way that you show up and run your business. So it really is all related. It's all interconnected and it's all super important. So I definitely could have shown up more, I mean, and probably just been more visible, period. Like I could have put my face out there on the internet more. I was just feeling super low energy, but I know that there are a lot of things that make me feel higher energy. I just chose not to do it. So for me, it's like I need to take a shower and like, you know, I want to get ready before I get on video. Not that it's a requirement. You certainly don't need to. I think for me, it just helps me feel like, okay, cool. Like I'm ready. I can get on camera. This feels really good for me. And I just wasn't doing those things because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't necessarily like feeding myself the best. So it is all of these like cascading things that like when you step back and look at it, you're like, oh, okay. So like that's the start of the self-sabotage. So if I like change that habit, then all the rest of them feel a little bit easier, which leads into question number seven, where was I in my own way? 
whew, I mean, queen of this. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take the crown here if you would like me to pass it off to you after you do some reflections, I'm happy to. But again, not to add on guilt or shame to what's happening, but if we don't recognize where we're in our own way and we constantly blame external circumstances, other people, the universe, whatever it is, it's just our bad luck, like, that's not empowering. That's not actually allowing us to take responsibility. And if we don't take responsibility, we feel like we don't have the power to change anything. And you have so much more power over your own life and how it looks and what you get to create than you realize. So a lot of places that I was standing in my own way was knowing that I deserved more or better, but staying in a situation because I thought maybe that things would change. I was holding out for potential and we cannot do that. I mean, sure, things get to be in transition sometimes, but if we are constantly holding out for potential, we are lowering our own frequency to meet that person where they're at instead of giving them the opportunity to rise up to our frequency. I was in my own way when instead of saying no in that mentorship situation, I people pleased and said yes instead, even though it would have been better for me to say no. And remember that my no is just as sacred as my yes. I was definitely in my own way for feeling bad for having high standards for the people that I surround myself with. And what ended up happening, I mean, this is similar when we are settling in a relationship, right? It's we're not allowing people to come up to our frequency. We are lowering down to theirs and we are robbing them of having the chance to make changes or to do things in a different way. And, you know, there's, again, a fine line between like, okay, we're giving this person the opportunity and then we're holding out for their potential. So knowing when the cutoff point is, I think is super important. And that's for me, something that I struggle with as somebody that is like really, really loyal to a fault is I will hold out hope for people for long beyond when they've shown me who they are. They've shown me time and time again who they are and that they're not going to change. They don't want to change. So for me, that looks like being in my own way when I'm refusing to see exactly what they're showing me and I'm just looking for either a different result or I'm looking for a different response than the one that they're giving me. Moving on into number eight, where did I push up against my growth edges or get outside of my comfort zone? And this was such a big one. I feel like the entire year of 2022 was uncomfortable. I think I allowed in more emotions than I ever have before. And for me, being an emotional authority in human design, my emotions are my superpowers. And I think I pushed them away for a long time. I mean, I've talked in the past about brain rewiring and how that was super key for me actually like what I call like de-thawing or like denumbing my emotions. I used to be a total ice queen because I was, you know, taught or conditioned that showing or expressing emotion was bad and it made you vulnerable and weak. And that's what I truly started to believe. But even more so this year, I really allowed myself to be in touch with my emotions and to sit in them, to like literally sit in the discomfort and not try to fix or change or move out of them immediately. In the past, anytime I felt a negative emotion, I'd try to like do as much as I could. I'd like journal or meditate or like all of those things. And this year, I actually just like 
let the emotions in. And that was definitely really, really uncomfortable. Other ways that I pushed outside of my growth edge were, I mean, I pivoted my entire business. Like I literally looked at the income that I had projected for the year. And I was like, okay, I'm choosing to let go of at least 50% of it with the climbing coaching. And I did it anyway, because I would rather be happy and fully aligned with what I'm doing than to show up for something that I'm just not as interested in anymore. So that was a huge decision. I mean, it's been uncomfortable the entire year because of that. I've had to get super creative with new ways to bring people onto my newsletter, getting people to listen to the podcast, getting my name out there with the work that I do. So that's really been something that's been pushing me up against my growth edges. And then also in my personal life, dating. Like, that is something... I don't know if that ever is easy necessarily, but for me, it's keeping a positive attitude about it. That's been like really challenging for me because it's super easy to get into this mindset of like, nobody's ever going to understand me or nobody's going to get me. But then if we're approaching it with that attitude, like what are we actually manifesting out of that situation? So keeping my mind open, keeping my heart open, but also using a lot of discernment, right? Like meeting new people is fucking scary sometimes because you're like, I don't know your energy. Like I don't know how much I'm going to share with you, how vulnerable I can be with you. And then really making sure that you are still being like very protective of your boundaries. Like you get to like start out on a blank slate, like making sure that you are honoring yourself within that entire process. So for me, that was a lot of checking back in with myself and making sure that these are continually things that I wanted moving forward. It can be really uncomfortable to realize that you were settling in the past and then to say like, you know what, I'm not going to settle anymore and I'm going to make that decision even though maybe it feels comfortable, even though maybe it feels good temporarily. Like in the long run, I know that's not going to serve me. So I would say holding your frequency is definitely one of those growth edges. Like every time you do it, it's like setting a boundary. You're like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. But then once you do it once, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. Moving into number nine, what am I excited to carry forward with me into the next year? I think just this, honestly, like this attitude of curiosity, like... I don't really don't have anything figured out. Like I know a couple of things, but like the more you learn, the more you realize like, wow, there's so much that I don't know. So this attitude of curiosity approaching everything like an experiment and really, really trying to move from a place of love. It is super easy, I think, especially when we go through big things to close ourselves off and to close down our heart spaces, our heart chakras, and to kind of like revert back to that more reactive place. But I think for me, a lot of this year like really cracked me open and I, I want to stay, I mean, not like fully cracked open, but like I want to stay open to possibilities, to miracles, to magic, to all of the things that the universe wants me to experience in this incarnation. And I really want to carry that experimental, curious attitude forward with me because why not, right? Like if we I think a lot of this comes back to control. Like we think we want the answer, but everything that we want is currently in the unknown. So if we never embrace the unknown or never move forward into it, like the, the comfortable life that comes, quote, comfortable life that comes from knowing it all and having it all planned out, like you don't truly want that. Like you're not gonna be satisfied with that in the end. So really just embracing like, growth and every lesson that the universe has to show me and trying to remain 
open and unjaded, not bitter, not resentful, and remembering that in order for me to create what it is that I want to create in this life, I need to make the first step. I need to initiate the co-creation process because if I don't take the first step, the universe can't do anything. I need to be the one that initiates. Number 10, what am I not carrying into the next year? I think this is a really big one because it's kind of the question of like, what are you not willing to tolerate anymore? I mean, that can be either from yourself or from other people. And I think I want to stop putting disclaimers on things. I want to stop being so defensive about who I am as a person. I have a strong personality. I have a lot of ambition. I have a lot of drive and motivation to move things forward. And I think I have felt bad about that probably for 30 plus years at this point. And I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't need to apologize for who I am. I get to be bold in what I say, in what I do. And I mean, that's leadership energy right there. Which also means, though, that I need to stop deciding for other people that they're not going to like me, that I'm going to be too much for them. Like, literally just showing up who I am in all situations and people can decide for themselves, but I don't need to put any disclaimers on it. I don't need to, like, warn people about who I am as a person. I'm just going to be me in all of those situations. Number 11, how was my energy throughout the year? Whew. Well, this was a big learning curve because I actually finally realized maybe I am a projector in human design and I really do need to work in ebb and flows and that I am not a generator and don't just have like unlimited energy available to me. It was a really long time that I was resistant towards the fact that I am actually a projector in human design and learning that I'm just not meant to be on all the time, which is okay, but because I hustled so hard in the first couple years of my business, that's what I was used to. And then I was beating myself up over not being able to maintain that because I was tired and going through things. But so my energy, while it wasn't great this entire year. I really learned a lot about what I need in order to support myself. I just need a shit ton of rest. Like, I just do. And it's this idea of potency over everything. If you are showing up just to, like, appease that little, like, anxious part of you that says, like, you need to do this and talk about this and promote this and, like, all of those things, like, great, you can do that. But, like, is that actually quality material? Are you actually showing up in a high-energy place? Are you just doing it to try and, like, make yourself feel a little bit better? And it's not it's not something that you necessarily be proud of. So where are you not actually allowing yourself to to rest so that you can show up very powerfully. And I really learned a lot too about just my athletic performance in terms of how much rest I need there as well. Like I I wouldn't say I'm old by any any means. I'm 31 years old. I am definitely still in like a peak of seeing what I'm capable of, but that also means that I need to rest. Like the harder that I push things physically, the more rest that I will need. I mean, it's the exact same thing in business too. The more that you push things, the more that you will need to build in rest afterwards. And I've actually started doing that with launches now as I have rest built in during the launches and I have rest built in specifically afterwards so that I'm not just doing things back to back to back. And that allows me to show up a lot more powerfully. Last question. What can I do to better support myself in the next year? Such a good one. Okay. I need to meal prep. I really need to do it. When I meal prep for the week, I feel so much better. 
I don't spend tons of extra time making both lunch and dinner every single day. And if I just have it in the fridge, it gives me so much more free time. It gives me peace of mind. And I'm so much more prone to just eating like Okay, my go-to meal, don't judge me here. My go-to meal when I don't have anything prepped is frozen peas, scrambled eggs, and like white rice, which, okay, it tastes amazing, but like I can't live off of that for weeks on end. So meal prepping for me, if I just take a little bit of extra time, I have amazing cookbooks that I really, really love, and I just need to do that in order to support myself going into the next year so y'all can just like keep me very accountable with that because I know that when I have food in the fridge, I mean, especially during a launch period. It allows me to just stay in my zone of genius. It doesn't pull me from what I'm doing to feed myself. And a lot of the times I just end up going like the quick and easy route anyway. And then I don't end up feeling very good. And then my energy is lower. So that's definitely something that I need to do going forward. And also getting regular massages. Like they feel so good. And it's something that I do that I can just fully receive. I usually get a lot of downloads and a lot of time to meditate and just be in my head during these massages. So that's something that I want to do at least once a month going forward into 2023 because it is just like, I mean, it feels so good. And it's human physical touch. It feels amazing. It can help open up some of our pathways. It can really help support us in feeling supported as well. And then, of course, hiring more mentors that I really align with. Like I said, I worked with five different mentors this last year and I will continue to do so. I mean, investing in myself is the fastest way to move my business forward. And I know that when I do that, I always see the return tenfold back from the investment that I made. So continuing to allow mentors to support me and finding people that have built the type of business that I want to run so that I can essentially learn the quote, cheat codes through them instead of figuring it out the hard way because that is the old school way of doing things. We don't actually need to struggle or suffer our way through things. We actually can have it be easier. So that was 12. That was some of my reflections over the last year. I have tons more that I journaled on, but those are just some of the things that I wanted to share. Hopefully you found this very helpful. Again, the 12 questions will be in the show notes if you want to just go there, copy paste them, and then start doing some reflection work for yourself. Let me know if you found this episode helpful. You can tag me on Instagram. I am at expand with Chelsea, or you can leave a podcast review. If you go to iTunes and scroll all the way down, it just takes a couple of seconds. Thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for listening. There will be an update to the branding and the name of the show in the coming weeks. I'm so excited to announce the new name of the show. This has been a long time in the works and It feels really aligned. It feels really special. This will probably, hopefully, be the last rebrand for a while. We're crossing our fingers over here, but as human beings that are very multidimensional, we are constantly evolving, constantly growing. And for me, I know that I want to bring the podcast with me as I continue to evolve into different aspects of what I'm here to do. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you have the best rest of your day, and I will talk to you next episode. 